Also, I noticed our voices sound very similar. So any joke that you make, I can attribute to me, and any Mm. joke that I make, I can attribute to you. So you should take credit. You can sell it. I'll like. I'll make my voice sound very different. Mm. Distinguish. Yeah. Except my jokes are good, and yours aren't good. So Mm. that would be the difference. Nobody knows that. Oh, well, then you might be Slytherin. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Three, Let's <two>. start. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to Spoiler. To Spoiler. I'm just going to echo you in this entire I'm Mary Clohan. Clohan. <laughs> and I'm Julie Drexler-Johnson. <laughs> and we're joined here today <laughs> by Gina. I did not get your last name before oh. we started. Uh-oh. Gina like Cher. Gina like Cher. Just Gina. Just We're here with yeah. just Gina. Just Gina. Ooh, that could be your thing. Oh, just Gina. Just That's Gina. That's like my little 90s TV show. Yes. That's your influencer profile. Just Gina. Hey, just Gina here. I got another makeup tutorial right. for you guys. <laughs> this all started because I was on a show and they didn't know my name. <laughs> just Gina. What a great origin story. Um, but just Gina is joined here, joined here, joining us, joined, joined, joining us today uh, to describe the movie There Will Be Blood, mm. which... Yes. As of this moment, she has only seen the last 90 seconds of. Yes. And what a thrilling last movie oh it was. What a ride. What a ride. What percentage of how long this movie is 90 seconds? Like 0.0001. <laughs> <000 laughs> yeah, this is a five hour long movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gina's never seen it. I have not. And mm-hmm. based off that last 90 seconds, she's going to give us a, a tour de force <laughs> performance yes. of what. She thinks this movie could be about. Mm-hmm. I'm just in constraints to impersonate Daniel Day Lewis. It's going to be really hard not to. We have to what? not. He's in the movie. Just kidding. I, <laughs> I already yeah. spoiled that before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, so how did you not ever see this? This I feel like this movie broke the world. I I don't. I honestly, in my head. I don't think I've also. I also don't think I've seen No Country for Old Men, but in my head they're the same movie, mm-hmm. and I. Mm-hmm. Me too. Just, they came out the same. Yeah. Like. Month. And is he also in that one? No. No, no but okay. it's a it's a similar vibe, um, and I think that's they. Coen Brothers, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right, right. This is Paul Thomas. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. I thought that it was bitch. some like, dude auteur. Anyways, um. But yeah, no, I just didn't, I don't know how I never saw it, honestly. I went, I well, I guess you can, probably can't tell me when it came out, but, um... When do you think it came out? No, we can tell you. Okay, definitely like, like, uh, like, two, like, 2000, like, eight? Seven. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Good nice. guess. Somebody's got their timeline straight. And it was <laughs> September. No Country for Old Men was May. Okay. And I remember that summer, because it's also the summer I graduated high school yeah, and I was like Same. watching films <laughs> films so much for the first time movies yeah. 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 yeah once you go to college they're films they're yeah. films yeah especially No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood My that's goodness. a film those, mm-hmm. those are films. films yeah no but I didn't see either of them apparently and I've got no I don't know wow are you yeah. a are you a, a follower of DDL usually uh, what is DDL that? He's, that's how it is in all my notes, too. DDL, it's just easier. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis. Day-Lewis. That's um, how it was yeah. referred to in all of the reviews that I read. I, I really like, felt... DDL's DDL. doing some of his best work out there. Like, <laughs> is he a football player? Like, <laughs> right, right. what? That's a good uh, an acronym. <laughs> acronym. An acronym. <laughs> I have never heard him called that. I don't... Yeah, I was just like, I have to type this a lot of times, so it's easier to do that. DDL. Yeah. DDL. Like DDR, but... 
a person. Um, uh, I honestly don't know that I really like him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we feel the same. We feel the same. Just like, yeah, like everyone's like, oh, like look at him. And even just some of it from this last clip, I'm like, you're so into the fact that you're a great actor, mm-hmm. you know, which makes me not as into him. Yeah. Know, you know? That's like how I felt with Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant. I was like, mm. he is so into how good of an actor mm-hmm. he is right mm-hmm. now. Like, mm-hmm. it's just every shot is like, I want the Oscar. Right, I want right. the Oscar. Give, give, give me the give Oscar me. that yeah. I can't enjoy yeah. any of his performances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a thought about this. I think it's like, when someone's doing a cool thing, but they're too aware of it, and you mm-hmm. picture them watching it with you, and they like watch you watch it, and they're <laughs> right. like, "Did you see that little yeah. moment with my uh-huh. eyes there?" Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, that's how I feel with this podcast. We're like looking at you, like this is cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> but also, I feel like people like him. This is a thing I've been thinking about a lot lately. Is he's someone who cries during sex? Daniel Day Lewis. Wait, you don't just assume you think that yeah. or that came yeah. out as like a news story. Oh. I made it up. Cool. Yeah. But it has to mm. be true. Yeah. yeah. Like weeps. Like during or right after? <laughs> Maybe right after. I think that'd be different. That'd be different. Like a weep, like a yeah, like a yeah. scream yeah, like cry. A <laughs> But is he in character every time? You know how he's like... He's like a method... Yeah, he's in character. Which I also don't like that. It's so distracting. It's so, like, selfish-seeming. You know, it's like... I I imagine that just him walking around all the sets, just, like, so intensely being like, everyone else has to accommodate this Mm -hmm. thing that I'm doing, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, that's a lot, you know? One Mm -hmm. of my friends, uh, or a girl that I knew in college, worked as a child wrangler Mm -hmm. on the set of Lincoln. And one day they sent her to his trailer to get him, bring him to set, and they said, do not call him Mr. Lewis, call him Mr. Lincoln. That's so weird. So she goes to get him, and apparently she, like, looked past him, his entire trailer is just covered in pictures of Abraham Lincoln. That's crazy, obsessive. But also, how does he, like, then walk out of his trailer into, like, the modern world, like, like, how do you do both those things? What's this box things? you're carrying? It's <laughs> exactly. a phone, Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> right, right. Like, how far does he take it? Ugh, yeah, does he know? use technology? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's distracting. Yeah. So, so no fans of DDL yeah. here. Yeah. Great. No. There's yeah. also a moment where he gets, he experiences pain in this movie. Mm. Big spoiler. And he, like, <laughs> gasps in pain. And it's, like, mm. the most, <clears throat> do you know what I'm talking about? Over the oh. top. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, holy, even if you're in pain, like, yeah. we see that you're going for the fences with this moment, and it's right. so over the top. Yeah, and especially in films, like, just, you can tone it back. Yeah. We don't yeah. need all of that. We can get yeah. the micro-expressions. Yeah. Right. We don't need all of that. <laughs> I also stage, have to yeah. say, just 180, I also really love watching him, just because of how <laughs> fucking weird it is. Now let's defend him. Let's defend the other side of him. Yeah. Right. Like, Michael came in on me watching it last night, I was re-watching, and he sat down and then he just kind of sat down more and then just kept staring and mm-hmm. staring. And I was like, that's kind of the effect. Mm-hmm. Cause he's yeah. seen it too. But like, there's something about coming in on it. You're like, Whoa, mm-hmm. you start to buy into the idea that he's a great actor. Yeah. Certainly mesmerizing. <laughs> right. But then afterwards you're like, what, what was I thinking? Was well, it good or what bad? I can't tell. Cast on me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah His I, voice. <laughs> Okay, well, so this movie came out in 2007. Paul, Tam- Paul Thomas Anderson did all the things. He wrote it. He directed it. So I'm sure he was super, super fastidious about all the deets. Um, he produced it as well. So no one else was involved. <laughs> it was just <laughs> He did the whole thing. Um, and And you don't know anything about, like, plot or, like... I don't. In my head, genre. I had thought that it definitely, like 
definitely like dark drama is just my like sense, especially even just from the like font of the mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. Um, I had thought that it was like set in the 1800s or something, and then I saw this clip and I was like, I guess not. So yeah, no. So apparently, I know nothing. What about made you it. think no from the last clip? <laughs> um, well, from the se- the clothes and the like electric lights and mm-hmm. the like bowling alley in the house. Yeah, when I fu- you know. So I was like, that doesn't seem like a yeah, like yeah. an 1800s thing. Okay. Yeah. Could be wrong though. When was the light bulb invented? Ooh, don't quiz us on this <laughs> shit. <laughs> When was the light bulb? (laughs) To be idiot. Well, also the house is nice. I mean, it's obviously big. Um, Yeah, and there's just like stuff about the sort of set dressing of it that just feels more contemporary, slightly. Okay. Yeah. 1879 was the first light bulb, but that wouldn't mean anyone would have one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as many, and there were like fluorescent lights. In, yeah. I think in the um, bowling alley. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Don't know when those were invented, but probably not 1800s. Right. Good call. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is that all your trivia? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, we all know we all know the crazy DDL. Mm-hmm. Do we want to know more? Yes. <laughs> about him. <laughs> Uh, still um, captivated by him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, like, this movie did really well. Uh, it is a drama. I think we can tell you that. I mean, is that what you would call it, Mary? Sure. <laughs> drama. <laughs> it took, Musical drama, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <gasps> um, actually, the soundtrack is very cool. Mm. Uh, it was made for um, with $25 million, and it made $76 million in the box office. Whew. A late summer flick. Well, actually, it came out late September, so later than that. It's 158 minutes long. Wow. Oh, and it's in English. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun fact. That was my, fa- that was my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> um, fun English. I was going to ask you some quiz on, like, if you knew what this was, like, written from, like, what it was oh. based on, but since oh. you don't know anything from the plot, I don't want to tell you that. Based like, on the title. Based, yeah. What you mean, like, what sort, like, was it from a book or something? Yeah, like a text or a book or, like, mm. where they got the story from. Well, part of my, um, what I think the title comes from, from my pitch, is that it is, like, a biblical phrase. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if maybe there's some, like, Bible story that this was adapted from mm-hmm. in some crazy way. Mm-hmm. But mm. that's all I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So DDL, our man, uh, I mean, you know, at least there's some old timiness. Maybe we don't know mm-hmm. the exact time period, but we know mm-hmm. it's a while ago. He listened to oral histories and like recordings that he could get for the the voice he uses in this movie, mm-hmm. which is funny to know. Which you haven't heard. A no, lot I've of. just heard him say no. two words. Yeah, but just and I want you to picture. If you will, mm-hmm. that and what that would be of an obsessive actor like DDL studying old, like timey, like a recording, oral of history recordings, and then using those as inspiration <laughs> for his entire character. I do not want to hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that, because, okay, the only, like, old-timey boy, I've got, like, the, like, shake, whatever, hand on hand. That's exactly what I'm, yes. Yeah, but yes. that's crazy. You nailed it. Is that how, that's what that it sounds like. my eyes. Like, Daddy knows, see? <laughs> <laughs> see? See? A lot of, see? Uh, yeah, he took three years to develop his role. What? I don't even know how that's possible. Wait, so he and, it was a him and Paul Thomas Anderson brainchild? I guess my feeling is that maybe it was... I don't know much about this history, but my feeling is that he um, was, like, it was either written for him or, like, only for him in mind. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe they worked with him to be like, this is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I need three years to master this voice. Give me three years to go away into the desert. And like, <laughs> Crazy. I have to walk barefoot with the locusts. <laughs> Easy to indulge in. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I want to say, just because I, aside from everything else, this movie's really beautiful, and um, every single shot in the whole movie follows the rule of thirds. Oh, Do we know this? Nice. It's like a, you the screen, if you divided it into nine, like a grid, um, it's like, if it's, oh, I have to look it up. Mm. Something about the placement of the focal point. And apparently it's like a, um, amateur photography thing like people who are real photographers are like that's not real yeah. or whatever but it's something about like the there's three columns and three rows when you divide it in nine mm-hmm. and the focal point has to be in like the bottom of a if it's in the look at this photo it's impossible <laughs> to describe on a podcast Sorry, it's like listeners. they have to be if the if it's in the bottom square, it has to also be in the bottom row. Like the the two have to meet. Mm-hmm. The focal point. The focal. Okay. Okay. So everything's concentrated in the bottom. Like it. So I think it's a vertical horizontal rule. Mm-hmm. So like you, you have to pick a, a square for it to be focused in or something. I don't know. Okay. It's some sort of basic photography thing about mm-hmm. balance and structure. Um. And every shot. And apparently every single shot in the entire movie follows this. I don't know well, if that's true. What a crazy process right? then to that get that exactly. Let me just read this because I feel like an idiot. <laughs> an image should be imagined as divided into nine equal parts, two equally spaced horizontal lines, and two equally spaced vertical lines. So not columns, but lines. The important compositional elements should be placed along those lines or the intersections. <clears throat> so it's not columns. It's the lines that create the columns. You want mm. the focal point to be on one of those intersections. Okay, so everything yeah. is very even. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. so that's interesting because yeah. that makes you know that it's. I mean, I think. Right. Visually. Yeah, it's a it's a piece. <laughs> it's an art piece. It's a piece. Okay, this is getting really boring. I'm gonna stop. Anyway, no, yeah. Uh, anything else? It's Jason Bateman's favorite movie. <laughs> that's, on that's my favorite fact of all time. <laughs> Oh my god, Jason Bateman endorses this movie. Yeah. Great. So you know yeah. it's good. Okay, is it my turn? Yeah, I think so. Let me add the spice or the <laughs> tomato sauce uh-huh. to this. Oh yeah. It's a little the reviews tasting. <laughs> really low hanging fruit. I'm but sorry. these ones are mostly ripe and juicy because everybody <laughs> fucking loves this movie. It was yeah. really hard to find a bad review. I think it kind of started an era for sure. Mm. What? Like the end of big blockbusters being like what HBO is now. Mm. That's what it feels like. Yeah. A time where we would go to the movies for like what HBO offers us now. Yes. 
That's mm-hmm. fucking brilliant. Go it on. Um, <laughs> so, Bob, I'm going to read you some reviews now. Okay. Some choice reviews. You're going to listen. You're going to listen with your ear There will be listening. I mean, right. There will be okay. Okay. lists. Okay. So many jokes like that. Okay. Uh, there's so many ways to take this title and do things with it. Um, so, no, Bob <laughs> Mondello, mm-hmm. there will be Bob, um, gave it a big, ripe, juicy tomato and said... This sometimes magnificent, decidedly strange film is a portrait of a terrible, rapacious man. Rapacious. Whoa. Does Rap- that mean? Does it mean like rapacious? I wanted to read that up. review because I wanted mm, to say rapacious. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I love I to Google. On... And then I wanted to educate <laughs> us on what the meaning of rapacious was. Mm. Rapacious. Aggressively <laughs> greedy or grasping. Rapacious. Mm. <laughs> that's a great. That sounds like my voice. So you could <laughs> you could rapacious rape. You could rapacious report a rapacious rape. No, it's an adjective. Wow, what a vocal warm up. Yeah. Report, report a rapacious, rapacious rape. rape. <laughs> Aggressively. Gr- what it, that too is like Aggressively a, greedy or grasping. Aggressively yeah. greedy or grasping. That's how I'm going to warm my high school or something. <laughs> <laughs> Rapaciously report a rape for aggressively greedy guy. Grasping. <laughs> um, uh, report rapacious yes. rape. He seemed like a bad guy from what I saw, so that's good to know. Uh, David Keyes. From cinephile.org. Oh, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> what a publication that Ugh. is. <laughs> Said, it is the work of masters perfecting their craft, <laughs> setting off together towards a horizon of shining prowess to discover, quite literally, the pinnacle of their cinematic potential. Well, that was a lot. Mary obviously oh. agrees with that, yeah. with her tone. You mm, can tell I she can really tell. agreed. Yeah, no, I think he's totally pretentious. <laughs> like, what are you saying? Yeah, what is he saying, actually? Um, rule of thirds. Let's, <laughs> let's take it. Rule of thirds. What the fuck is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan B. gave it one star. Let's mm. go to the mm. other side Jeez. of the debate. Alan. And he said, made me want to curl up into a ball and pass out. <laughs> there is no beauty in boredom. Oh, I actually got that tattooed that's a good, on me after yeah, reading the that. whole thing. Not, there is yeah. no beauty in boredom. That's, that part's nice. Ugh. Curl up in a ball and pass out from the boredom. From the boredom. Or the blood. I'm going to say it's not boring. Mm. I disagree. But go on. It's long. Kent yeah. O. Kent O. Gave it half a star. And he said, you could do that. wow, <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> It's different, but wow, it's awful. <laughs> Long, slow, uninteresting, terribly boring, just terrible. I wow. wish he had put one last wow. Yeah, it's awful. right? Wow, it's awful. Nice. Well, it's Rule awful. Of thirds, you could have had it three well, times. <laughs> it's awful. Wow, wow, it's awful. <laughs> um, uh, wait, 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 where is my next review? While you find it, I just wanted to point out, I did not mention this, but... DDL won the Oscar for mm. this, and it also won Best Cinematography, mm. probably because of the Rule of Thirds. Probably, but oh. I bet you, it, I bet you, he beat No Country oh, for Old Men. because it was also right the yeah. same. because mm. it didn't win Best Picture. Anyway, mm. Mary, I'm mm-hmm. so so sorry. Please go on. Uh, here's maybe kind of like the deepest review I've ever read on oh, Rotten Tomatoes. So buckle up. Okay, I'm here for it. Ready, ready. Tommy H. He gave it five stars. He said, 
very powerful film. The atmosphere it creates makes you feel lost and alone. It creates a void, like a religious person who feels a void because he no longer believes in God or a void created by the loss of a loved one. Wow. Wow. This guy seems... He's a feeler. We need some help. We got Dude, a feeler. So sad. Yeah. A void. Lots of voids. Lots of <laughs> voids. Yeah, I hope you have a lot of voids in your story. Yeah, so many voids. So many voids. Look into the void. Oh, and the last one I'll read. Aaron G <laughs> just gave it five stars and said the Daniel Day Lewis show. <laughs> so <laughs> not not wrong. Not wrong. So this is interesting. Uh, Roger Ebert, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. He it was like he liked it. He gave it positive review, and that was in relation to No Country for Old Men. So apparently, he talked about them. No Country won Best Picture that year mm-hmm. and Director, and then DDL won Best um, Actor. Octa. Mm-hmm. Octa. Okay, so now what yeah. we'll do is Gina, yes. are you ready? I to think I'm ready. Narrate <sighs> this clip. Mary, give them our disclaimer, babe. Hey, everybody. Hi. There will be spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Gina's <laughs> about to describe the ending of There Will Be Blood, so if you haven't seen it, bye. Bye. Why are you Yeah, here? why are you listening? But thanks for being here, though. Yeah, also, yeah. yeah. Thanks for tuning in, loves. Yeah. Uh, Stay with it. There will be method acting. Mm. There will be method <laughs> acting. <laughs> so, Gina, Ooh. just describe this as if you were describing this to a blind person who's never seen There Will Be Blood. Great. Okay. And deaf? No, wait, because uh, I can hear you. Never mind. All right, well, we're, the camera's panning across a bowling alley where I think Paul Dano, oh, it, or Dano, it, he's crawling. Oh, man, I'm so behind. Daniel Day-Lewis hits him over the head with a wooden bowling pin. And he goes down. Daniel Day-Lewis is like crouching down, looking at what he's done, making a wild face. Rears back, smash. He smashes him again with the bowling pin and smash. Oh my God, again. And he's like, whoo. He like kind of is making like a sort of funny face. Like he has to poop. And then (laughs) we look over the shoulder at Paul Dano, whose head is just, all the blood's going out. Daniel Day-Lewis falls to the ground next to him. Legs splayed, breathing hard, grunting, just looking at the body. And then we see some stairs and some feet and slippers coming down the stairs. A hand comes into the shot. We pan up to see an older gentleman in pajamas and a bathrobe looking a little confused but not worried or anything. Um, He comes down the stairs and he is walking towards the camera. He looks pretty blank, and he asks, Mr. Daniels? And then we, we see Daniel Lewis again in the bowling alley, and kind of over his shoulder, he's like, I'm finished! And he hangs his head, oh and gosh. some classical music starts playing. Oh, it's so good. And dun, 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 dun. And we're still just watching it, watching him sit there looking at the body. And black, and, and there, there will be, be blood. blood. It says in very like old English letters. I was so shocked that old man wasn't Michael Caine, but hmm. it's okay. <laughs> that would yeah. be I mean, so weird if he came in. Wow. Can I ask? Really he always quick has roles like that. Mm-hmm. We yeah, launch him. He does. Yeah, mm-hmm. Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think would be the moment right after that? What do you think the but- moment between the butler? <laughs> And Daniel, and, and Daniel Day-Lewis. Well, I think the butler has actually been calling the cops. Uh, so I oh. think the next moment is him just trying to, like... Keep oh, him there. Hello. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fun. Shall I get you some tea, sir? You know, like, Stay just right really there. sort of trying mm-hmm. to let him not think anything's wrong. And then, like, the cops are going to come and take this crazy guy away. 
Yeah. That's my hope. I always think in those moments, like, what actually happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. How do they get out of this moment? Right, right. And now that I'm watching it, now I'm, like, questioning my whole time period thing. Because now I was like, oh, they're not fluorescent lights. Mm. Is this actually? But I'm going to stick with my... No, stick with your gut. Stick with it. Your gut. Trust your gut. He's wearing this, like, gray sweater, Daniel Day-Lewis. With, like, a turtleneck. It's got the big buttons. It looks very modern. Mm -hmm. So, like, Ernest Hemingway type deal. Yeah, but, like, one you would buy at, like, like at Mm H&M. Yeah. And, like, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why I think it's sweaters. This movie takes place in 2007, (laughs) (laughs) obviously. So what, um, so you've already talked about kind of like the time period that you're situating it in based on Mm -hmm. the last clip. Right. Um, was there anything else that you picked up from this clip specifically that is influencing your, yeah. So after, after watching a few times and pausing it like Mm -hmm. every so often to be like, what am I looking at? I saw Mm -hmm. that, um, Mm -hmm. I really don't know how to say his last name, if it's Paul Dano or Dano. Yeah, I, I was going to say, him. you spotted Dano. him. I did yeah. spot him. I, yeah, I think it's Dano. Is it Dano? I don't know. Yeah, well, Paul, we'll call him Paul. But he is wearing a cross around mm. his neck. Mm-hmm. Um, so that allowed me to think about Good religious spotting. things. And that and that also, like, his all, he's wearing, like, sort of an all-black, like, mm-hmm. a suit kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it made me think that perhaps he's a priest or, like, some kind of religious figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get the sense just sort of, like, from the action of DDL that it's sort of, like, this character finally, like, giving in to some savagery that's been mm. building up that he's been trying to suppress, you know, but he's something has pushed him over the edge. And my instinct is that it's some kind of, like, self-preservation uh, sort of reason because, like, he's killing this, like, otherwise what looks like, like, you know, just a priest yeah. or whatever. Like a helpless-seeming so, helpless yeah. person. Yeah. And a priest knows something, then, about right. him. Yeah, there's some okay. relationship between them that, like, yeah, he's worried about the priest for some reason. Cool. Um, who isn't? Who isn't? <laughs> I'm worried about the right? priest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, assume, I think from this clip that this must be his private bowling alley, um, because, like, who would commit a crime like this in somebody else's mansion? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so calm about that. Yeah. And like a bowl more. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And well, and also because the guy coming down the stairs is like in pajamas and like, oh, this is a house, and mm-hmm. therefore like, if this is Daniel Day Lewis's ha- or Mr. Daniels, we'll just say that because that's what the guy says. Um, then like he must be very wealthy because he has like a mansion and a bowling alley. Yeah. In it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I assume that the guy who's coming down the stairs is like his butler because mm-hmm. he's got all the trappings of a butler. He's British. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing like <laughs> nice pajamas, so it's probably like means he right. lives here at his yeah. beck and call. And and he's like sees this murder and he still calls him Mr. Daniels, which is like you know to me is yeah, like there's a subservience, seen. like a master. Yeah, he's like I'm at your I'm. I'll keep my your secrets or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Although he called the cops. Takes so. very little to set up a butler character. It really, I mean, really just right. just really the accent and Mr. Daniels. But I just also like really wished it was Michael Caine. But mm. I'm with you. I love Michael Caine. It's a waste of his talents. Mm. Right, but he could have <laughs> delivered that Mr. Daniels <laughs> so well. So very well. I don't know who this guy is. This older actor, I did not recognize him. Me either. Mm. Yeah. And I know. Great. So yeah. you picked up alert. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot to go with. Well, you know, it was clearly very intentionally the cinematography was like yeah, rule of thirds, baby, rule of thirds, rule of thirds, Um. Oh, I'm so, so excited. I'm very so why excited. is he rich and why did he yeah. get a oh, yeah. star? Yeah, right. Well, so okay. Here's also so those are the things that I get from the clip, but I also it brings up a lot of questions, right? Mm, yeah. So 
question number one is like, is this blood the blood that's referred to in mm. the title, or is there like more blood in the movie, or like mm. is it all kind of leading to this blood, mm. right? So that's kind mm-hmm. of a question. Um, another question, just because the only characters we see are these are three men, I'm like, so the other question is like, are there women in this movie? Where are they? Do they exist? Mm. Or are they just not present right now? Um, what made Daniel Day-Lewis so wealthy? Also a question. Um, what's the significance of a bowling alley? Because it seems sort of like, especially knowing this director, like very intentionally. Oh, yeah. Some kind of metaphor, like reasoning or meaning or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to be um, thinking about that. I don't know yet right, that like, I'm on to... Yeah, I think this this is going to be like when we did Shawshank Redemption and Gina's going (laughs) to illuminate all these things about the movie we didn't know. I'm not ready for a revelation. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I have a... So my first instinct about what was happening is that um, Paul Dano was his son. But then I like went back from that. I changed my mind Mm -hmm. um, because even if it is about like a very savage man, like the... I, it just seems like too far for it to have been his son, especially like the butler to just sort of watch it. So yeah. Um, so I actually, and I think in my like deciding what happened before, I don't actually know how. <laughs> I think I like took myself off track, but whatever. Um, yeah, you know, it's our job to, okay. to be the um, the things you put up in a bowling alley that mm. keep the ball on track regardless. Ooh. Yes, the pins, the, the pins, the the, the, the bumpers, bumpers. I mean the bumpers, the bumpers, yeah, the, bumpers. the busters, the, bu- the ball busters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're just yes. here to critique your plot, Gina. So Great. just throw well, it at yeah. us. Okay. But right. you're gonna bump it off of us, and I'm we're gonna, gonna make sure that it I get a strike. strike. Yeah, we'll bust you up. <laughs> what? What? Go on. Um. Some themes that I think this movie is going to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Definitely, like, religion slash belief, right? Mm-hmm. Versus, like, material wealth and goods. So, sort of, yeah. like, afterlife. Like, you know, like, sort of what happens after you die. Like, the people who believe in, who find importance in sort of, like, religious after you die ideas versus, like, being wealthy now and, like, having stuff or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if that makes sense. Um, like, storing up your treasures in heaven. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And every man. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then also like because like hypocrisy or like corruption in some way because of this very intense act against somebody who like otherwise who seems like he's just an innocent priest but is he um, and also I think like self-interest versus selflessness or something about self-interest because I have the sense that like there was some kind of self-preservation reason why he's uh, mm-hmm. killing this guy mm-hmm. um, so so yeah, so basically I think this takes, I think it does take place like in the, I don't know, like relative, like 90s maybe, or like early 2000s, like I does, I do think it's modern. Mm-hmm. My my take goes like far more modern than I even meant to, but here we go. <laughs> um, I think that it starts because of the the cross and everything. I think the first scene is takes place in a church, that's my guess. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to call them Mr. Daniel's. And Paul, because I don't know Paul Dano's actual name. Father Paul. Father Paul, <laughs> right? Um, should I just like go through the like start telling yeah. you what, like, what happens? Yeah, okay. we can start anyway. We can start with describing the characters. We can start mm-hmm. with like you said, mm-hmm. the first shot is in the church. So mm-hmm. let's just like let's just go. Let's, let's just see what go. Happens. I just want to say this, Daniel, Mr. Daniels, and Paul. He doesn't say his name in the clip, but they both have their real name in the movie, Paul. 
So oh. we can call him Paul. And I'm just going to tell you now that like his, his actual name is Paul. Name is yeah. Paul? Mm-hmm. What? I've already gotten it right. Look so. at that. Boom. I just and wanted Mr. to Daniels, say that. Yeah. Daniel yeah. Daniel Isn't that cool? So yeah. they named him like mm-hmm. with their names. It's weird. So they wouldn't get confused. <laughs> right. They're like, right. Daniel. Uh-huh. Right. Daniel Day Lewis is going to be so confused <laughs> right. if we don't keep his name. Paul Daniel won't be able to handle it. So, yeah, I think it starts in the church. And I think that the. In the beginning, it's reversed as far as, like, relationship to religion and stuff. So I think that in the beginning, Mr. Daniels, we see, like, him and Paul sitting in church. And Mr. Daniels is, like, praying. And he's, like, very, like, solemn about it, kind of. Mm -hmm. And Paul is there sort of, like, you know, I don't know if his arms are actually crossed, but he's just sort of not Mm -hmm. into it. Do Um, they they know each other at this point? They do. So I think I'm I'm saying that they're, like, old friends. They've Mm -hmm. known each other for a long time. Um, And I think that they have some kind of conversation about like religion spirituality right Mm -hmm. like sort of and i think daniel lewis was just sort of raised believing in god um um, mr daniels and whatever it's the same name um going to church that like that gives him purpose kind of and Mm -hmm. paul's like i find my own purpose right (laughs) because i think daniel lewis mr daniels whatever is old money i think that he like Mm -hmm. his family has been wealthy for a long time like generations maybe like oil or something for some reason mm-hmm. um and i think paul <clears throat> who's his old friend like they met a long time ago and paul like did not have money like he grew up kind of with nothing um and so his sort of mm-hmm. sense of like i find my own purpose like he's kind of always had this like sense that he needs to be like scrappy and figure it yeah. out himself and sort of not trusting in some like mm-hmm. faith that you can't really see and mm-hmm. whereas Mr. Daniels is like yeah that's always that's just what I was raised believing kind of mm-hmm. um and I think also so that uh so Mr. Daniels I think has some anger problems that he's been dealing with for yeah. a long time oh, I think yeah. it <laughs> you can tell right um I think it has something to do with his own like father maybe um mm. being this like wealthy father who was like his own father who was the head of this family right and that uh, and this is like a silly thing that I know is not true, but I was like, I'm just going to go for it, which is that Mr. Daniels, like the only thing he wanted was to become a professional bowler. Yes. Um, yes. but, uh, his, <laughs> but like his dad always thought that was like so beneath him mm-hmm. and like beneath the status and the class of their family, like bowling is not a real sport. It's not, yeah. it's got nothing. Yeah. Um, Presumably he needs to be the next in line to right. run whatever has made them wealthy. Exactly. Yes. Um, right. And so I think like, <clears throat> he's always like resented his dad for not letting him pursue that dream. Mm. Um, his dad probably like his dad died at some point, not too long ago, but like at least a few years ago. Um, and so he never resolved anything with him. And so now no. he's, um, I know, yeah, daddy um, problems. Some daddy problems. Mm. I'm being a bowler so soft. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, but I, but like, I don't think that he's portrayed as like a good. Ca- like, I think he's very clearly like spoiled and like selfish. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, but he mm-hmm. also is like, oh, my dad wouldn't let me be a bowler. You know. Um, <laughs> and Paul's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, like I, yeah. Uh, Do we know what Paul does at this point? Well, or, so like, I think home? that now. Paul is, like, he, I think he has worked his way up to having some kind of, like, high power, like, job. Um, mm. If this is, like, a super contemporary thing, then it's, like, 
a job in like finance and I think mm-hmm. he like does he's he's kind of a mess secretly like he does a lot of cocaine I think and like then makes like big deals mm-hmm. um yeah and for sure you know uh <laughs> definitely <laughs> lots of cocaine um and <laughs> uh and so so basically though since once Daniel once Mr. Daniel's dad died now he is in charge of like whatever this like family wealth is um, but he's not very good at it, and he's, like, he just recently installed this, like, bowling alley in his mansion, mm. right? And mm-hmm. Paul, his friend, who's, like, had a different relationship to money, is, like, this is so wasteful of you. Like, why would you put a bowling alley in your house, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're running out of money. If you Like, I think he's just, like, spending things and doesn't really know, he doesn't really care about, like, the family money mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... So Paul tells him, though, because he's, like, wasting his money and, like, things are maybe financially not looking as great, as good, um, that he, Paul is, like, has some kind of new, like, investment thing that he thinks mm. that Mr. Daniel should, like, take part in, mm. right? Um, I don't know exactly what it is, but he tells and maybe there's something, like, there's some charitable bent to it, you know, of, like, uh, some company that's, like, helping people who, like are in need, like, maybe homeless people or something, right? It's, like, helping to, like, fund some new company that has, like, charitable um, angles. So he, like, he, he tells Mr. Daniels, like, you should invest some of your money in that. And that way, like, you know, we're kind of helping you take care of the money and, like, you're doing something good, right? And whatever. Mm-hmm. Sort of kind of, like, manipulation thing because he's, like, so Mr. Daniels is set up as, like, this man of God. And he's, like, isn't this what mm-hmm. the gospel right. is all about? Totally, like, exactly. Helping... helping the poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, and yeah. The, yeah, and Paul, like, knows that, and so I think he's, like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. kind of taking advantage of that. Uh-huh. Um, I think there's also a whole, so the question about the, like, where are the women, um, uh, where are the women at there in this movie? There will be no women. There will be no women. <laughs> of um, I, I'm pretty sure that, like, actually there probably are not, is not a whole plot, subplot about women in the movie, but because I want there to be, I'm just going to say that Mr. Daniels has a wife, um, her name's Ellen, I decided. Yeah. And I think she's like a brain surgeon. Like she's a, she's like a doctor. She's really smart. She's, she's like very good at her job. Maybe she's also like a painter. Um, so she's just like so well-rounded. Ellen. Wow. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and essentially like her whole B plot, uh, which I don't really have fleshed out, but is sort of like her journey to figure out that like this guy, Mr. Daniels is like really holding her back and is not, you know, huh. like the right person for her yeah. and that like she doesn't even need him and yeah whatever brought them together like has is not there anymore and like he's just sort of a kind of pathetic guy so that her journey is to like decide to leave him i can't right. wait for that breakup scene wait no. so could paul and ellen be like siblings or something mm. or like could could yeah. Paul be married mm. to like mr daniel's dead sister or something so, like, there's uh-huh. some sort of, like, marriage connection, uh-huh. but then that's how they became friends. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think about how they would have met, especially because, like, probably they would have run in very different circles if, uh-huh. like, like, Mr. Daniels probably, like, went to boarding school and yeah. whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so maybe that's that's nice that, like, they're... Um, it's actually actually great for another plot point. So maybe let's say Ellen and Paul are siblings. Yeah, perfect. Um, that's perfect. Thanks. You knew oh, you're Julie. welcome. You knew See, I told you we were idea. here to we'll take the idea. Yeah. We were here to great. bust you. I mean, bump you. Bust your balls. What was it? Great. Bump your balls. Uh, oh yeah, bump the balls we're towards the balls. strikes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So they're siblings. I love it. And so maybe great. she's got some scenes with Paul. I think she has a couple scenes with Paul where they like 
you know, like they don't, it's awkward to talk about Mr. Daniels because like he's her husband and mm-hmm. Paul's best friend, but they both kind of know that like he's just like not, Troubling. like why are we even both? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also gets, she, I think Paul's like addiction to cocaine and stuff is mm-hmm. getting like increasingly worse throughout the movie. So she's also kind of worried about him, but like he's very, he kind of like brushes her off. Right. Yeah. Um, so at some point, it turns out that this investment thing was actually like totally a scam. Um, and oh that Paul, yeah. Paul was just sort of like doing this to several people, maybe because of his like his like finance job, if that's what he's got. Um, and it was just like feeling like some, he was just like taking the money for himself, maybe because like, I think he's been jealous of his friend's wealth as well. You know, like not coming from money and like seeing him squander it. So like, there's maybe mm. a part of him that like wanted to like. Teach take him. the money, yeah. teach him a lesson. Yeah. Um, I'm in his place. I'm in his place, exactly. So yeah, so I think that also I'd like that both of these men are 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 not like both of them are just like uh, not good people, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I did think that like even from the clip that this was a m- movie about like an anti that Mr. Daniels is some kind of anti-hero, mm-hmm. um, which like I'm honestly just this is away from the plot, but just kind of like anti-heroes are so often like almost always are like white men because like white men can get away with everything mm. so like there's like almost every famous anti-hero i feel like is a white man and that's just like um so i'm kind of like immediately sort of like ah i'm kind of over this movie because i'm not a big fan of movies about anti-heroes because i'm like why you know like he's the white dude that had every privilege in the world yeah. and like then ended up in the dumps and we're supposed to sympathize with him. Right. And even if it's like, like characters like, uh, I don't know, like Dexter or like, um, Walter Mm. White, like all these characters who are antiheroes, it's like, we'll watch them because we're as a society, like willing to like forgive white men for these crimes that like other people, we wouldn't forget, you know? And they can justify things with their flawed logic. And we're like, sure. Yeah, exactly. You kill serial killers. Right, right. (laughs) You're a good serial killer. Yeah. Um, But aren't we all antiheroes? Like, isn't a story about an antihero just like a story about real person? Well, I think there's a difference between like a flawed, like having flaws, which Mm -hmm. is definitely important for every character and being like a character who is doing things that are morally like everyone would almost most people would agree are like morally wrong Mm -hmm. um but we are still meant to like be fascinated by them right Mm -hmm. or like somehow empathize for their the reason they do it um but they're all they're usually glorified right yeah Yeah. on a much larger scale than any Mm-hmm. Of us. Mm-hmm. I just looked up the famous, most famous fictional antiheroes, and mm-hmm. I like don't know most of these. Mm. Dirty Harry and Travis Bickle, Snake Pliskin. The fuck? Catcher in the Rye is a antihero story, right? I don't know. Don Draper. Don Draper. Yummy, yummy. Right. Han Solo. What? He's not antihero. He's number okay, two. This list is flawed. Flawed list. There will be flaws. But Don Draper for sure is Yeah, one, right? oh, totally. Exactly. Because, like, we see all the things that he does, yeah. and we're, like... And it is glorifying this guy who's, like, a, a bad person, you know, who's mm-hmm. very selfish and, like, doing all the things that he wants to do. But, like, he has a whole show about him and the things that he does. And, like, the fact that he's not doing good... Like, he's not making good choices, mm-hmm. but that's, like, interesting to watch, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mary, do you have anything to say about Don Draper? 
John Hamm. <laughs> no, because I've never seen Mad Men. Is that Thank what you're you. yeah. saying? Yeah. Great, shame me again. <laughs> but you know what else in Mad Men? We don't need to talk about Mad Men at all. I ever want to do is talk about Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Is, I, mean, I love. Mad I feel Men. like the whole theme of the show is that you get the characters get fucked when they pursue their deepest darkest desires mm. but the fun of it is that they all pursue their darkest desires mm. Mm. and then they get it like a little greedy kid and then they're like meh I don't want it anymore yeah, yeah. Want. no totally I it's true it so much no it's a beautiful so show good. but it's also yeah Okay, cool. Anyways. Cool. So he's so just an to hero, say that for yeah. sure for sure and, yeah and I think that both he and Paul and Paul are like not nobody's a good person in this movie except mm-hmm. Ellen because I think Ellen is great um and she's a woman, yeah. And she's a brain surgeon. Um, right. <laughs> she's saving lives. Yeah. Um, she doesn't exist in the real movie. I know. Uh-huh. But that's okay. So, uh-huh. essentially, so yeah, so basically, I don't honestly know what's happening with Mr. Daniels during this time. Oh, one thing I, th- I think is that maybe this is part of what's happening to him is like, so I think this butler guy is, he's just sort of been with this house for a long time. And it's interesting because mm. he's like around the same age as... Mr. Daniels, it looks like in the clip, but I think there's something interesting too about that, like class, like the weird class thing where like we're the yeah. same age, but you are my servant kind of. Mm-hmm. Like his father was the butler to his, right, to like Daniel's maybe, father. Oh yeah. Like, like a whole kind of, line of, yeah. yeah. Right. Like both have inherited their parents' mm-hmm. position and mm-hmm. it's just sort of the luck of the draw. But so, but I think that he has been trying to like help Mr. Daniels, like release his anger in better, like better ways maybe which is why at the end when like I think the butler is very like maybe he's even like Buddhist or something like so he's like trying to he gets Mr. Daniels to like listen to classical music which is maybe why that music uh-huh, comes in at the end uh-huh. and like meditate like all these things were like trying to help him with his it's anger like, Mr. Daniels go to a boxing class <laughs> exactly right yeah without your anger um, <laughs> so maybe during some of this time that's happening there's a lot of stuff that I'm not sure yet what's happening with Mr. Daniels but essentially like the big reveal happens where sort of Ellen figures out that I think maybe she finds Paul in a like total mess of a maybe he OD'd I don't know Um, Paul Paul yeah but he this sort of the secret comes out that he this was a scam that he's like crazy addicted right there's all these um all these things and Ellen like gets him to go to rehab Uh, and I think during that time she also leaves she leaves Mr. Daniels um maybe it's just when like he was starting to like control his anger a little bit better you know and like you know but then she she's like yeah because like make a it doesn't make a difference mm-hmm. yeah he doesn't really care about her no one in this movie really cares about her so she's out of the movie um to make her own luck uh and and then essentially like once paul like re- emerges from rehab and he's emerges like a changed mm-hmm. person right um at least he so says he think. is yeah. so we think so he's mm. he he like has to, you know, like apologize for the things that he's done. He decide he's he and essentially part of it is like he and Mr. Daniels kind of switching as far as like religion and like uh-huh. relationship mm-hmm. towards material the material world sort of. So he kind of Paul like be, decides to become a priest um, or to become a whatever he is. I don't know at the end. Um, I don't really know honestly. I don't know anything about Catholicism, but um, <laughs> he decides to like become a man of God, right? Yeah. Um, and he, he like realizes that all these things he's been doing, like this Coke and the money, like all these things are the world of material goods and that that's not healthy for him. And he mm-hmm. finally understands the thing that, um, Mr. Daniels had said at the beginning with their conversation about like purpose and religion. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically asks, he like asks for forgiveness from Mr. Daniels who though, like doesn't give him his forgiveness. 
yet, right? It's kind of like, uh-huh. a, what's going to happen? Um, because he realizes in this moment when, like, now he's sort of lost most of his money and he's been, like, tricked by his who he thought was his friend and his wife has left him, right? All of these things that, like, he doesn't know how to be in the world without, like, all these material goods and, like, the, the comfort mm-hmm. that he's had his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, his sort of, like, um, needing to, like, I don't yeah like the switch of like I actually do really care about all these things that I have now like are being taken away from me um and so like I think wow. essentially the the like final moment the scene that happens right before this last 90 seconds is like Mr. Daniels who's now you know like abandoned and like angry and spiteful and sort of like childishly mm-hmm. unwilling to face the world that he invites Paul over you know, telling him that he forgives him and he wants to bowl one last oh, time with his friend. Him, right? And I, yeah, I don't think he's seen him since. I guess when he, I'm not sure if the scene, like maybe Paul, when he gets out of rehab, I like maybe they see each other. Probably they do see each other somewhere, and that's the place where, like, you know, he sees that he's suddenly like dressing differently, and he's like asking for forgiveness, uh-huh. and he talks about how he's like, changed, all clean shaven, exactly. Hello there, <laughs> right, right, yeah, Hello. exactly. Um, so he like invited him back over he said he forgives him um, but then he can't and so he no, like he sure can't he just kills him does he is it a premeditated he knows he's gonna kill him or is it something in their conversation that like mm. all of a sudden like triggers his anger again mm. and he's like yeah I think we don't yeah it's, I think like he doesn't really know like we we know the whole thing about the anger uh, he's not like a killer he's like, not he a killer no I don't think he's movie. a killer um but he's probably done things in the movie, though, that we haven't, um, that I haven't talked about yet, uh, that are, like, show his, vi- like, maybe he goes hunting or something, you know, oh, like, okay. maybe there's he something. Has, like, capaci- we have to set up, like, the yeah. capacity mm-hmm. to kill. Right, so right. it doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Or, like, a mm-hmm. bar fight, or whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly, right, like a bar fight or or a country club fight because he's all wealthy who knows um, <laughs> good old country club fight I love right. those where you just talk quietly nose to nose <laughs> yeah. I'll beat you right. up on the golf course <laughs> right yeah he definitely golfs too yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely um, there's also something mm-hmm. so satisfying like about he's like set up this whole bowling alley and I just keep like imagining him going down there but like ultimately he's never going to be good at it mm-hmm. like he realizes this is just, it's just like he's built a mockery yeah. to himself mm-hmm. in oh, his dreams. Oh, for sure. Yeah, right. He'll never be good at it. Right, and he's only doing it in his own home. He's not, like, going out into the world and, like, trying to actually, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it's pretty small bowling alley. Like, it's probably just him and one other person. It's, like, the capacity of this mm-hmm. alley. So, um, so yeah, he sort of, like, cocooned himself in his own, like, dreams. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's, wow. like, at this moment, finally, when all these things are, like, everything's taken away and maybe the house has to be sold or something, you know, like, cause I think he's really lost everything. Sure. Um, so that Daniels. he, he, then he, then he kills, um, this guy, I guess. Reverend Paul. <laughs> Reverend Paul. Paul. Uh, does yeah. anyone have children? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I do. Or are you picturing work? Maybe yeah, they lost right. a baby. And Mr. Daniels. The I mean, cause they're definitely, right. They're older. Um, he looks like he's like in his late, 40s maybe now I'm forgetting the clip but um he would be so offended that you don't know his exact age I know (laughs) from like his voice yeah (laughs) I am 47 (laughs) the specificity that I'm (laughs) conjuring in this role right (laughs) um yeah I don't Uh, think maybe um 
maybe I don't think that like Ellen also like she's she, how would she have time? But I guess she could. I don't know. She's but an artist brain surgeon. She's an artist brain surgeon. <laughs> you know? make time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's hard. Um, so I don't think that they've had kids. Um, maybe it's a source of. Maybe it's a question. I mean, it's definitely a question as far as like the legacy of this family wealth too. Yeah. Um, but I think there is something about him where like there's probably a line at, that happens in a scene with Ellen where it's like, I think Mr. Daniels because of his father and his relationship to his father, like I don't want to be a man like my father was, you know, or something. Right, like this right. kind of like desire to to escape the the cruelty of his own parent. So maybe it's like sort of an a final act of like sabotage to his own dad to like mm-hmm. not have kids and not continue the line and not like <sighs> let the the legacy continue and that's the thing like you were talking about anti here is it's so like they don't know how to feel it's like yeah he's rich and but like then we're made to feel like this guy's been set mm-hmm. on this journey by his own parents like mm-hmm. we're all like a product of our parents mm-hmm. and so it's yeah. like he is the way he is because of how his dad treated him, but mm-hmm. does that in any way excuse the way he behaves right, right, currently? Right. And it's wow. tough to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and I feel like also just thinking about now that I know that Ellen and Paul are siblings, which is so great, that like <laughs> Ellen, um, her, like she has always felt like strange about all this, like the opulence and like mm-hmm. the relationship to the butler. Like I think probably she and the butler have some scenes. Um, he also, though, there's something about the butler that's so. I also was wondering if maybe in another version of this movie that like the butler was like med- pre-med like planning stuff like pulling people's strings Ooh, yeah. because he looks so calm at the end like there's something suspicious about yes him there um he knew that yeah which Paul is was going to be bludgeoned yeah I mean maybe there is something about like for him too like sort of a sub like looking at that theme of of like legacy and everything and from his perspective being like the child of a butler as well and like him being a butler that like his own desire to kind of like upend this system that he was born into also in some way i mean i guess i don't yeah. know that, that that happens if this is a contemporary movie people don't really like get born into being a butler anymore i don't think Right, but well, when they you know, forty years when because if they're like both in their forties, mm, so that's true. So it would have been in the nineteen sixties, yeah, yeah. Um, so there is something maybe about like maybe he, maybe his motives were also to like bring up bring this anger actually out in mm. Mr. Daniels, even though he was purporting to like try mm-hmm. to help him control it or I something. I love that manipulating butler. Mm-hmm. And then he calls the cops on <laughs> him so that like Mr. Daniels gets taken away and maybe there's something like, and now who else would all the stuff go to? I mean, I think Ellen and Mr. Daniels signed a prenup because like she's smart. Like they just like, I don't know, think that they did and now she's got mm-hmm. her own life from like being a, a well-known brain surgeon so she doesn't like need or even want the money and stuff maybe so maybe there's a way yeah. that it all like goes to the butler oh yeah Ooh. once they've taken away mr daniels <laughs> for his crime there will be blood too <laughs> the cycle begins again <laughs> exactly wow um where are we yeah that's a good question i mean i see us like in um maybe it's also because i'm thinking of like the movie I just watched for Should We Keep This, which is, like, set in Connecticut. But there's something about, like, the, like, mansion and, like, this sort of um, wealth that makes me think yeah. that maybe we're in, like, Connecticut. It's, like, somewhere where you're close to a city. Like, so maybe they're in, mm-hmm. um, what's that really? 
uh, yeah. Greenwich. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you can like zip down to the city or whatever. Hastings on Hudson. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what did you have to watch for Should We Keep This? Um, Ordinary People. So we're on the year ni- 1980. So Ordinary People and um, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Man, Star Wars really Ooh. took the yeah, really cake did. and yeah. ate it. I heard and it's ate popular. It. Took That's the cake and ate it. <laughs> <laughs> they ate their cake too. So we're in Greenwich. I love it. Yeah, I think so. I, I also am like, this is not the movie. Um, but... And I don't even think that I would want to watch this movie that I just described, <laughs> especially if it's two and a half hours. I'm like, no. Um, Some white I, don't, <laughs> I don't think you want to watch the real one. <laughs> no. Well, okay, good. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much what I what I came to. Do you wow, have wow. a Mary? Maybe this question applies. Do you have a different name for your movie? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, because There Will Be Blood, I think, was referenced. So it was, like, in the very first church scene. I think, like, a, somebody said oh, it. Like, like the they were reading. Yeah, Ooh, like, that's where I yeah. think it comes from. He. I don't even know if it's in the Bible, but it just seems like it could be. Um, <laughs> Can't quote the Bible. But. Uh, so, yeah. Because in this movie, it's, like, the... It's not so much about that, right? About, like, prem, the premonition of, like, you're going to hurt somebody. I should have come up with a title for my movie. No, 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 no. no just a question. This is a little curveball theme, just in case anything springs to mind. Right, right. I would have thrown out there, I'm going to pitch the Daniel Day-Lewis show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. It would be like the Truman Show, but right. the Daniel Day-Lewis like show. The Daniel Day... The Mr. Daniels Day-Lewis show. show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With yeah. Butler. <laughs> well, so interesting. The revenge of the butler, if we're yeah. going like that way. The revenge you know? of the butler. <laughs> I love it. But that really kind of gives it all away in the title, <laughs> so maybe we don't want to be so obvious. Yeah, but you're on pins and needles till that final moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, wow. I mean, if we're ready to move on to the parallels to the real film. There's a Laura. I have a lot of thoughts. Thank so you. I don't want to rush you in case there are more details mm, from your I think that's well constructed. Um, um, forward thinking, <laughs> detailed plot. Mm-hmm. I love the revisionist take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. You, you know, like yeah. you said, you know that those characters don't exist, but now they do. Right now they plot. do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, go Ellen. And you've inspired a whole class of young women to be brain surgeon artists. <laughs> right? So there yeah, we go. So yeah. you can do it. You can do it. Um, no, I think that's that's pretty much what I've got. So let's. I'm very. I'm dying to know. Okay. I cannot imagine that I'm anywhere near close with anything. So. Oh, well, this is imagine so funny. Again. Imagine again. <laughs> so first of all, your movie. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen Sunday in the Park with George? Mm-hmm. You know how the Act Two is the grandson. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That your description <laughs> is like Act Two of There Will Be Blood. Like oh, her cool. story could be H W's. <laughs> that's so funny it's crazy mm. here's why so we'll does it explain. take place in like the 1800s okay anyways, go. well it takes place over time oh. there's time passes about 40 years it starts mm-hmm. in like 1880 19 whoa 1800s 1898 yeah. it mm. starts at the turn of the century okay. and it goes all the way to the 30s or oh. the late 20s of the mm-hmm. 1900s oh wow so it passes time it's long, as you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he has a son, and I feel like your movie could be like the sequel <laughs> journey. That's yes. cool. That's great. Because it's like a family business. Hmm. Uh, the movie I don't I didn't know this. Mary is based on a book by Upton Sinclair. Oh, I didn't know. And it's called Oil! Exclamation point. 
Oh, oh, you guess. You said oil, oil or something. Yeah, oil. Nice. <laughs> uh, it's a. It's like based on a true story of this guy who became a self-made millionaire from dig, tapping, tapping the ground, tapping, <laughs> tapping that ground, and uh, yeah, he had a family business. It's a true story. The book. The book is told from the boy's perspective. Mm. Um. He has a son. Well, kind of. He like rescues a baby, mm. and like, no women, no wife. Mm. Well, yeah, but there, I do. I want to touch on that more <laughs> in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wealthy. Mm. You got so many things. I don't even know. He has a problem with the priest. <laughs> <laughs> he kills him. Out I, really, of, I really ran into that one. Yeah, yeah, he kills hard. him with out of self preservation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff interwoven about religion and belief and stuff and mm-hmm. forgiveness and confession. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns his business and he's really wealthy. Um, Paul Dano's character, two people. He plays identical twins. Wow. Very creepy. They're never in the same room, thank God. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like another parent trap thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Are they both priests? No. Mm-hmm. One of them's a priest. And his he's basically like, we have oil on our land, come tap mm-hmm. it. And then he like kind of moves on to the their his family's land. Um yeah. But he's a shady priest. Turns mm-hmm. out to be a very shady priest mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah, he's like a um What's it called? A, like a, a televangelist. Yeah, like oh. he's not like, before television. <laughs> sure. A radio tele, a radio evangelist. Yeah. Evangelist. <laughs> so most of the movie is um, Daniel Day Lewis and his son, like canvassing this area in New Mexico to like get all the grant. Like he buys properties from families mm-hmm. and kind of becomes this like sprawling oil man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just like lots of like shady investments and like mm. things, and he ends up. That's why he kills Paul Dano at the end, just because it's like a investment gone wrong. Mm. And he tries to sell him land that's already been tapped. Mm. And DDL finds out. He's like, I knew before you knew. Fuck <laughs> him. Yeah. Um, but to go back to the women, mm-hmm. there are very few women. Mm. And this, it's at the turn of the century. It's like all these men living on like an oil mine. Mm. A derrick is what it's called. That wow. thing. I learned something new every day. <laughs> he says it in the movie. He's like, he I was by the was well. just a guy named <laughs> Derek. Yeah. And Derek. Right, him oil Derek. Me? <laughs> right. Me? He's like, it was by the well. And he's like, the Derek, yes. Mm. He corrects him. Wow. Anyway, um, there, there is a really interesting moment where the boy befriends a girl. It's very yeah. sad. And the boy's like, Mary told me, her name's Mary. Oh yeah. He says, Mary told me her father beats her when she doesn't pray. Oh God. And Daniel Day Lewis is like, Mary's the smaller one. Yes. And then he protect, like he saves her from mm-hmm. her evil father. And mm-hmm. he says, your father doesn't hit you anymore, does he? In front of the dad. And the dad's like mm. looking at the ground like, I guess that's, you know. And that's why Daniel Day-Lewis is an anti-hero in this because mm. his son also is an orphan. He's not his legitimate son. Yeah, he mm-hmm. like saves him. He, his father dies and he adopts him. Mm. So there's like so many instances of him being tender towards children. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not really evil. Like, he's just weird. He just, yeah. He just lets it go to his head. Yeah. And then he kills someone, but... 
kills but two Paul, people. One, when he kills people. Paul Dano, you want him to. Mm. Like, at that point, you're like... Also, Paul Dano, in my opinion, was <clears throat> completely miscast. <clears throat> I don't think he pulls off casting. the role at all. Really? This was yeah, on the heels of Little Miss Sunshine. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that guy? Yeah. That guy? Yeah, it's like yeah. he... He's so, can, like kid-like yeah you know in my yeah but i think that's i don't know part of part of that is the creepiness of the feel mm. of this movie is he's like a kid pastor mm-hmm. and this yeah. entire yeah. congregation follows wow. him true yeah, that is, that is juxtaposed creepy. against this older man mm-hmm. weirdness is there something then like blood like the blood of the earth or something is oil i was also like there will be like is there the double meaning of like family blood you know like blood and like blood spurting yeah I, don't know. I think that maybe you understood that better than I did <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah right now having not I seen the know. movie you understand it better right. I mean I think it's like the whole movie is DDL making like agreements with people wow so he's always like signing contracts and buying leases mm-hmm. and like making agreements so I feel like it's mm-hmm. all kind of a metaphorical like we're signing on this there will be blood mm. like signing mm. with blood or like I think you'd have various meetings. Do they think, say it in the movie? No. No. But I think in my in my reading of it, it was like with like if you were to fill in the blank, it's like uh, with this kind of wealth, there will be blood. Mm, sure. Yeah. It's like you just know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something. It's very that somebody weird. has got to be trampled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Got it. And Paul's family is really poor. And they own, um, like, a rocky... What is it called? He buys it. He buys their land. And uh, they're kind of desperate. Like, they don't have bread. They have, like, milk and potatoes, and that's it. Mm. Do you want some... He's like, we have goat's milk. That'll be fine. <laughs> that's how he <laughs> that's talks. That's his voice. Uh-huh. No, that'll so be fine. Strange. Thank you. Your like, it's so... <laughs> have you ever heard that? No. There's I so many... your milkshake. That's not. I think I'm doing a really good job. There's so many lines that are so. What does that mean? He's like like pipelined the whole area, so he's basically saying like, "I'll get your oil before you even know that I'm inside of you." Put my straw in your milkshake, and I drink Mm -hmm. your milk. That's like the big final line before he kills him. Oh. So he says that to the priest. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But there's also a big conversion forgiveness like mm-hmm. scene, but it's flipped. So mm-hmm. Paul Dano's the priest and he like he's like, Are there any sinners here? And DDL confesses. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just to like jockey a position of mm-hmm. power. He like acts oh, yeah. like he's being converted. Mm-hmm. But you've mentioned that, like there's this big <laughs> moment of like conversion. And that's when he has another very famous line where he's like, say you abandoned your son. And then Daniel Day-Lewis does like, I abandoned my son. I abandoned my boy. (laughs) It's like right on his face, the camera. It's really intense. He's like faking a conversion. It's very much, much. It's a lot. Yeah, so I feel honestly like what you described since you mentioned oil and all the (laughs) religious stuff, Hmm. like... We could make There Will Be Blood again. <laughs> There'll be more blood. And it's H.W.'s <laughs> story, his son. Mm-hmm. H.W. That's what I mean. It's like you just yeah, anticipate there being a cycle. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the way that you've yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Like whoever's mm-hmm. left with this money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. With wealth. Yeah. And, and the sketchy investment also involves like, you said you would give the church a $5,000 signing bonus for our land. Mm-hmm. Like shit like that's like mm-hmm. very weird. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
The third generation. Is the guy coming down the stairs a butler? Who's yep. the guy? I yeah. think that's his first scene. That's oh, the oh, only so scene, not... yeah. Oh, really? I was about oh, wow. to spoil that, but I didn't. <laughs> I, just say it. I was like, this is the only time we fucking see uh, him. <laughs> yeah, I think that signifies, to me, it signified like his extreme opulence at that point. Um, the bowling alley is significant. I don't know why. But he wanted to be a bowler. Yeah. And I think it just shows, like, he has a butler now who's like, Mr. Yeah. Daniel, you good? Right. He's like, I'm finished. I'm finished. Murdering this guy yeah. with a bowling pin. Right. What, a, what a response. I'm yeah. finished. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? it? But it's so open-ended. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. Right. right. Am, am I, like, just, I'm finished. Like, I'm done. I'm, I'm fucking done. They're going to catch me. It's also right. the finished. last thing <laughs> Jesus was recorded saying. <gasps> it, it is finished. Really? Shut oh. up! Mm-hmm. That's the revelation we were Whoa. looking for. Oh, well, yeah. I think it's supposed to be related to that, but maybe hmm. not. I didn't Maybe. think of it that way until now, so thank you. Wow. You're welcome. I'm very good at it understanding film. Not. <laughs> Your milkshake is finished. <laughs> I'm so surprised that it is. I have to watch the clip again and like think of time here. Because, like, yeah, I like really. But I think he's a modern yeah. man at that point. Right. That's so kind of the point. Stuff. Stuff. 1900, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's a flash forward in the mm-hmm. film. We don't spend a lot of time in 1907. But it's like the. the oh, so it's like yeah. the late 20s. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a flash forward. He's a self-made millionaire in the 20s, which is a billionaire. Yeah, you know? for sure. So yeah. it's supposed to be very over the top. Because yeah, in the yeah. beginning scenes, he's like covered in oil. He's always sweating. Mm. He's like a very hard worker. He's a self-made. He looks like a prospector. Mm. Yeah, he is a prospector. He is a prospector. That's yeah, what it's called. looks like a legit prospector. Yeah, I looked yeah. that up and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't actually know that word was like a real thing. <laughs> like you think old prospector. That's what that's he is. That's what is, Derek. Uh, and, but also to be fair... Mm. In two th- in the two thousands, we're replicating the style. That's mm-hmm. true, right? Like, so he looks <laughs> modern because mm-hmm. we're going yeah. back to those styles, right? Mm-hmm. right. Even like a the lamp, there's like a little like green lamp, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In right now, and it's like restoration sweater. hardware. Yeah. <laughs> right. right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> is what this movie was made by. Yeah, that's very funny. My favorite line is, "I'm an old man." <laughs> he sounds like Sean Connery now. I'm an old man. I, I run a family business. I'm telling you, there's something like so weird. intoxicating about watching yeah, it, even I though mean, it's terrible. Should watch at least some of it. Yeah. Now I can skip around. Since yeah, 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 yeah. You have a lot of you get the idea quickly. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of conversations. A lot of. That half brother who comes through. Yeah, what? He like kills mm-hmm. his. I don't know. Kills but there's the guy so many scenes to be his half brother. Oh, wow. spoiler! Yeah, That's well, actually spoiler. one of the more exciting parts that we should have left <laughs> oh, for you. Thanks. Yeah, but there's a lot of conversation around a fire on that guy. Mm. Boring. Fast forward mm. to the death. Um. Mm. Anyway, Gina, wow. do you have any more questions? <laughs> do you want us to spoil anything else? Um. Yeah. Let's see. I mean. What is well? What is the twin? The twin? Who's the? I don't know why he's a twin. Yeah. Does he have like a role in the movie, like in the plot at all? The brother who is not a priest has, I think, just one scene where he invites him to come and enter this deal where they buy the land. He's like, "Come to my family's ranch," Hmm. and then he leaves, and then the next time you see him, it's a it's. Paul Dano again. Yeah. And you're like, so why? I don't even understand why it needs to be a twin. Cain and Abel? Yeah, yeah but. Is it? A, he, it's gotta be biblical, 
sure. So, sure. Is, so that it, like the movie is like like biblically lots of like imagery yeah. metaphors it's and probably more than yeah that. you could really mm-hmm. write a dissertation on it I'm sure I but people have some yeah. of those reviewers and it's based mm-hmm. on a novel which I'd like to read mm-hmm. or a not I guess a, it is a novel but it's a true story oil all right oil <laughs> oh it's oil. so weird and so long wow yeah. we need to have you on for no country yeah I, yeah I mean yeah back it's, again so you'll have to do no country for should we keep this in 2007? That's true. That is true. Do we have to have you on before, before that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. could be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Wow. Let's plan it. All Speaking right. of which, mm-hmm. let's tell our listeners about should we keep this? <laughs> yeah. Plug it, baby. Plug uh, that yeah. shit. <laughs> so if you're interested in another podcast, um, I'm the co-host. It's called Should We Keep This? It's very fun. Uh, it's a also a rock rising podcast. You can yeah. find it. Um we basic it's a cultural review podcast man I never do the spiel because it's always Stephen who does the spiel but maybe you um, should start doing the spiel maybe I should start doing <laughs> <laughs> practice Steven. practice for the takeover <laughs> oh my gosh um, yeah but it's fun we look at the top grossing film and the best picture winner of each year we started in 1969 we're all the way up to 1980 now we're moving along yeah and we decided whether or not we should keep the things that have held a, a spot in our culture and do we keep them just for nostalgia's sake or are they worthy of of remaining right so it's fun it's also very well researched mm. and respectable <laughs> like spoiler <laughs> I screenshot reviews of Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> if that's not research I don't know what is yes so come on yeah. come we talk about John Hamm a lot on our show <laughs> we do he's a through line attractive yeah, yeah should we keep this is super fun um, all of our podcasts are available at rockrising.org mm-hmm. R-O-C-K R-I-S-I-N-G dot O-R-G and then from there, you can just, you know, blast off to outer space. Mm, do whatever you want, yeah. And Gina, um, do you have any personal platforms that you want people to follow you on? Yeah, yeah. Gina's really big on social media, <laughs> oh, right? <God>. Are <laughs> you huge? <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, don't do anything. Don't follow her. I have an Instagram that I never look at. That's um, good for you. I'm on Facebook, which, like, people are like, like, there's kids. I don't know. I'm around kids sometimes because I teach kids also same and they're like a facebook what even is that anymore and i'm so behind everything so Mm -hmm. you know i don't know what how to do twitter i have Mm. nothing to say no you know i think eventually (sighs) kids are just going to be like have you heard of the park and they're going to be like playing (laughs) outside (laughs) hopefully it'll go back to that (laughs) me in the park right yeah no i do think it might become like cool to not have fun, you know, like yeah. like that's part of Work the cycle. Hopefully, you know, yeah. Hopefully, Hopefully. that's yeah. our wish. That's like yeah. completing the cycle of like retro stuff, you know. Yes. Sort of like oh, it used to be that people didn't have technology, right? Mm-hmm. Like that could happen. Yeah, it'd be nice. In order to be like with the cool girl, you just have to be with her, right? Mm. Imagine that. Wow. Yeah. And I'm that cool girl, so a lot mm. of pressure for me. So, and I want to be with be you. Be with you. <laughs> Cool. And I'm Mary Clohan. <laughs> and I'm Julie <laughs> I don't know who I am. Uh, yeah. I just want you guys to see this picture no. of Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh my god, <laughs> what? Um, any, any of our listeners, just what? Google Daniel Day-Lewis best picture. Or no, best actor. He's so cute. Colorful He's wearing a colorful scarf. scarf. He looks so young. Oh That's, my god. Is does this hat say Bob Marley? No. Best okay. Mood. Was this taken after? I'm so when happy. Is this this is the wow. photo for the... Awards like it, this isn't what he wore. I don't think, but this is like the that. photo for him winning Best Picture. Wow, he's best actor. like a flannel jacket. I keep yeah. saying Best Picture. I don't know. I'm like feeling things right now. We I know he looks this. amazing. Anyway, <laughs> so Mary, I I, I love you. I and, love you. Um, 
Guys, check out our Instagram. We do a lot of interesting, amazing content all the time. Oh, Rock Rising Inc. Because <laughs> our company's name is actually Rock Rising Incorporated. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was Rock Rising Incorporations because I'm an idiot. But that's Incorporations. <laughs> incorporated. <laughs> Rock Rising Inc. Rockrising.org. Mm. Follow it. Hit Come it. Come at us. Come at us. Do it. Do you want to ask a question to close out? I just want to ask you what age you were when you had your first kiss. <laughs> Have you had a kiss? Nope. <laughs> Still waiting. <laughs> Follow <Listeners>. me. Virgin <laughs> lips. Oh, I don't know. Uh, fifth, whatever fifth grade is. Whoa, on the lips? Mm, yeah, baby. Early. A full tongue. <laughs> what? Really? What? Just kidding. Oh, I didn't have any kisses till I was a junior in high school. Mm. Whoa. Yeah, I think I was a I was going into my sophomore year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought I was late <laughs> to the game. <laughs> Did you have boobies? Flat as a board. Weird. But it wasn't so about weird to that. imagine kissing a lip. It was about recreating what you saw in a movie. Okay. And about mm-hmm. no sexual yeah, I was chemistry. Yeah, right. That. Yeah. right? Yeah. Anyway, thanks for sharing that. That's a great question. Yeah, Gina, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. This thank was you, thank a you, delight. Thank you. This is spoiler. The end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Never know how to end that. Goodbye. <laughs> well, the math, math problem has got old. Oh, yeah, you stopped yeah, doing the math problems. I hate the math This has been a Rock Rising Productions podcast. Thanks for listening.